Welcome to Parent Talk Podcasts, where experienced parents and expert guests give tips and tricks on making parenting a breeze. Well, at least a little easier. Now here is your host, Genevieve Kyle, and co-host, Heather Fox. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the third season of Parent Talk, everything parenting and more. We are broadcasting out of the greater Vancouver area. I'm your host, Genevieve Carl, mom of two. I'm also the host of Les Parents Parle, which is Parent Talk's French edition. I'm with my co-host, Heather Fox. Hi, Heather. Hello, everyone. Yes, Heather Fox here, co-host of Parent Talk. I am also a mom of two and really happy to be here. Thank you, Heather. And today we're talking about supporting your child through grief. And we have with us today Sonia Latifpour. Sonia is a social worker, a child psychotherapist, owner of Bright Star Counseling, and a mom of four children. Well, welcome back, Sonia. We're really happy to have you with us today. I'm so happy to be back with the two of you. Yeah. So... At some point or another, our child would experience losing a loved one. This may be a parent, a grandparent, a friend, or a pet. I mean, my first experience with grief was losing my hamster. Hmm. So what are some things a parent should know when explaining death to a child? Your hamster. Yeah. Often the first time children encounter death is actually through through a pet. Through pets, right? How did your hamster die? My cat ate it. Oh, oh no. And what did your parents tell you? Well, my mom explained to me the animal cycle, you know, how... Uh, the life and death yes. cycle. So um, I understood that. Circle of life. The circle, circle of, of life. life. I was not too yeah. happy with my cat, I gotta say. Oh, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. So there, there's developmental consideration when looking at death. Um, so a five-year-old age five usually children are able to understand the difference between the temporary se separation and death um, which is permanent um, between five and 11 years old a child can understand the physical changes that brings death so they're able to understand that um, the heart stops beating the they're they're no longer breathing they're really able to to understand the, the process of death on a, on a physical level Um, as well but I mean as we know as adults that death is very abstract concept that we struggle with as as grown-ups and as children it's even more difficult to to understand um, the complexities of of grief um, there's also a lot of values that we hold as adults around grief so whether you're looking at it from a religious point of view that um, it was time for, for God to take somebody um, back to heaven or if it's a, a, a reincarnation that the spirit comes back again in another body, everybody has their own view um, of, of death and the child will learn about uh, a death in a family through the values um, of a family, the, the values of death that the family holds. Um, the thing is with children, when they don't understand, they, they make up parts of, uh, of the story. So um, they have this thing, we call it magical thinking. So let's say they lost, um, their aunt died while they were at a birthday party. A child might no longer want to go to birthday parties because um, while they're at a birthday party, their aunt died. So the kind of the logical thinking goes, well, if I don't go to another birthday party, then no one else will die. 
so they put these logistical associations associations yes thank you together to to help them make sense of grief which is something that adults and children both share is trying to make make sense of of the loss and of the the death um probably one of the most important things to to know about when children are grieving is children rightly so see the world through a me perspective so they are inherently uh, they they, they want to know how death affects them. So who will drive them to their extracurricular activities? Who will drop them off at school? Who's going to sing them the special bedtime story at, at, at bedtime? So they really want to know how this affects their daily life. And underneath that all is who will, who will take care of them and is their caretaking affected in, in any way? And that's especially if someone very close, like a mother or father dies. Yeah. So what should we say to a child when there has been a death? I think that most one of the important things to remember, and I was just saying this before, is um, to give the information. Don't assume your child will know, um, as an example, um, what cremation is when we tell them um, that the, the body will be cremated. Um, I had a child in, in the clinic um, <clears throat> recently who was very upset because they thought that being cremated will hurt because mm-hmm. no one told them that when you are dead, you can't feel anything. So there's often little pieces of information missing for the child. So to be very specific to say um, if their grandmother died, Um, that they can't breathe anymore, that they don't feel any pain when they're in the coffin or the idea of putting someone down on the ground through in the ground and putting dirt on them can be really traumatic for a child when they don't know that this person might be scared to be alone or scared to be put down into the earth. So there's a lot of explaining that needs to be that needs to be done around death. Um, So to be concrete, Um, is is important as well. And even if you are explaining death through um, a religious point of view um, or value, um, I've heard death being explained to children as um, their younger sibling went to go sleep with the angels or God called them to be with by their side. Um, it can be confusing for a child because they might assume, well, if God called my younger brother or sister, when is he going to call me? When is he going to call mom? Mm-hmm. And who is this person that it just can call whenever they want? Um, so really being concrete um, about um, about wh- what it means for them um, to go through this loss. Um, obviously, the, the next question will be about uh, what about mom and dad dying? and looking for promises that we all live forever. And that is really a a process where you are supporting your child through that realization that we all die one day. Um, And for a child to be 100 years old, that's a very, very, very long time for a child. And there is a reassurance in that, that most people live to be very, very old. And we have a long time together and I'm always your mom and will take care of you because they are looking for reassurance that right now they are okay and they're being taken care of. So how do I know if my child is grieving? So what are some of the signs I could look for um, that my child is processing their feelings about the loss? 
for younger children, you uh, might initially see uh, different behaviors. So you might see um, easier, to, easier to cry and not being able to be flexible with some things like sharing or um, saying goodbye to you as a, as a parent. Separation anxiety be, often becomes something that they struggle with. Um, and, and, and tears and tears that will come in, in, in bursts. You'll see a child um, who is grieving, playing, and then their play might turn into um, a, a type of play where there's someone is killed or someone is taken away, where it, they're dealing with, with the grief and they're processing the grief and trying to understand what that grief means to them and, and the, the fallout of that grief. And then they're finished with it. And then they'll go on and have a snack or do whatever else they were doing. And in this way, there's this built-in um, protection for children where they visit the grief long enough for them to be able to uh, work through it, and then they leave it again. So they'll revisit it often in different ways, whether it's through playing, through drawing a picture, um, through tears, through being staying close to you. Um, they they will grieve in their own time in their own developmental way. Mm-hmm. So what can I do as a parent to help my child understand and cope with death? So allowing your child to express their thoughts. So listening, really there's mm-hmm. listening, letting them talk. You will hear them um, really trying to tie together the practical side of death. So who will drive them to dance practice now? And then the emotional. So um, let's say grandpa always hid a chocolate for me in the car on his drive. And now grandpa can't do that. And I feel so sad. Mm -hmm. So it's really working through the practical ramifications of that loss and with the emotions that go with that. but the child, children will learn how to accommodate the ab- absence. So birthdays, milestones, they'll need extra support as they learn to go through a Christmas season or a birthday without that loved one with them. Um, teens, um, we know that teens are um, often don't get the support that they need because they are more capable and often are asked to take on more of the burden of a family as they tr- transition to new routines. So really keep an eye on your teen as well. Um, They're also grieving and, and will need the same amount of support just in a, in a different way. So letting your child talk and, and, and to listen. Grief is really um, a journey. There, it's not an end game. So grieving is really the process of making meaning out of the life um, of a death of a, of a, of a person. What, what did their life and their death mean? Mm-hmm. So what do you do if your child doesn't want to talk? You can have them draw a picture. Um, you can share your own um, sadness. I mean, we're, we'll we'll talk a little bit about that that later because there, there's two parts to showing your grief to your child as well. Um, but really realizing that there is no right way to grieve. Every every child has an inherent nature and personality where they will um, grief will look different for for each child. So not making them wrong for not wanting to talk and respecting yep. where they're at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So now as a parent, um, if you're also grieving at that same time, is it okay to 
show that to your child for them to see you cry or to be upset in front of them. And this hits home, actually, because my mom actually recently passed. Um, My children, of course, are too young to be grieving her loss. But definitely for me, this is something that I find I've pushed my grief down. (laughs) And because I just I had to focus on the kids. And I mean, my mom actually passed away one week after Madeline was born. So I had a newborn to take care of. It was I was kind of it was kind of one of those crazy moments where it's the happiest moment and the saddest moment at the same time. So I felt like I, I it's just kind of squashed down right now because I got to take care of my kids. <laughs> so how yeah. what's mm-hmm. what, what what's the advice there? Yeah, your your instinct is, is right. There is certainly um, that part. And we go back to knowing how the child processes grief. It's really to. Uh, they need to know that they're secure and security comes from from the parents so yes certainly there there's a part to that too where grieving needs to be done in a way that kind of preserves that that secure feeling that a child um, relies on for you but it's yes absolutely the tears the sadness they are part of grief and they are part of sadness and and the process of integrating into a life where that person is no longer uh, with us um, I think the tricky part here is to remember the development of the child and as a parent you know you're their superhero dragon slayer monster crushing big hero and when you're not okay that can feel very very scary so even when you have tears um, explaining that uh, I was thinking about let's say you're for their father passed away I was just thinking about daddy and how he would have loved hearing that joke that you said so that made me sad and it's okay to be sad um, I want you to know that I can be sad and be your mommy all in the same minute so I'm going to wash my face and blow my nose and come read a book with you in a minute and make some dinner so you're ending off in a caretaking activity right there was actually a moment a few months back, I was reading stories to Hudson and then I was singing a song and something did come up, a memory about my mom. And all of a sudden, I found myself just bawling. And and I, I scared Hudson because he didn't know all of a sudden what had happened, why I was crying. And then he started crying and hugging me so tight. And <laughs> I mean, I composed myself and had it. Yeah, but it was just, I completely caught myself off guard and it really scared him because he was about two and a half at the time. And yeah, so it's kind of, You were showing some great caring for you, though. Yes, he was. was Yeah, very very empathetic of him to kind Mm. of, yeah, see how upset I was. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we often look at that as, as, as a child kind of, taking care of us and how well they did in in, in that circumstance but um, important to to realize that's not a sign of them um, being okay but rather that those those caretaking roles we don't want to reverse them yet it's a tricky mm-hmm. way because you, those tears were real and they came right. from a place of, of deep grief and, and that's okay yeah. and and just to reaffirm that you can be sad and be yeah. his mummy and be superhero monster crushing awesome mom all at the same time yeah. that then you're showing feelings and you're doing the yeah. caretaking sonia should we bring our child to funerals it's a good question i'm asked that a lot um again there there's no really right or wrong answer to this if you do want to bring your child and you are affected 
deeply affected by this by this loss by this person you are going to um grie that you're grieving great idea to have a support person for your child there if you are not able to attend to your child's um, emotional needs in, in during the funeral to have someone there uh, really really important for yourself and and for your child um, your child might need uh, some prep before they go there what they're going to see what's going to happen so allowing your child to ask questions before the funeral and and after again so they understand what was happening and having the ability to ask some questions so they don't make assumptions um, that are not correct or that they later on uh, are, are concerned and worried about. Mm -hmm. So at what age a child start understanding what is death? So at, at five, they're, they're able to understand the difference between someone just sleeping and waking up and death being permanent. So that's kind of the the rough age range where, and you'll see um, six, seven-year-olds will understand that we all die one day. And there's, I'm sure as a parent, you, you know those times when you're maybe tucking your child in at night where they might ask you that, what what happens? Uh, will I die one day? Will you die one day? It, probably um, people with, uh, parents with older kids remember that time very, very clearly when your child comes to the realization that we all die one day. And Often there are some tears and some grief just around that. And when there's a death, they are they are forced into that quicker and more intensely. Mm -hmm. So I know there's this normal um, way to grieve, but um, when do we, like there's a step of grieving, when do we need? to go for counseling because I mean I'm, I'm just thinking like do you run to the counselor right away or do you kind of wait a little bit how how do we do this when should we go see a counselor yeah you're right I mean there's no there's really no correct way of grieving and grieving really is 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 a process as anniversaries come up as important events come up that grief is more more intense but there's something to be said about not pathologizing grief so not making it a, a disorder making it something that you necessarily do have to run to a counselor to and we talk about complex grief and that's where um, when a child has maybe a, 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 um, a strained relationship with a person that has passed away or it is a death by by suicide or um an overdose a, a horrific accident those events are more difficult because of the unexpectedness because of the tragedy of it because it become became uh, it was very unexpected so that that complicates grief a little bit um, and for a child um, can get stuck so to say on on assumptions that they've made about the death so either that it was their fault that they had something to do with it um, that complicates things and that is where um looking for someone, um, a, a psychologist or a counselor that can support um, the child through that. 
Um, but there's there's a lot of things that you can do for your child. I mean, we talked about the the kind of the connection piece. So you're going to want to um, put more lunch in in more um, notes in the in the lunchbox, for example, to say I love you. I'm thinking about you. Um, um, really, some of the younger developmental things a child needs: so rocking, um, more playing, bedtime reading, bathing them, washing their hair. All those really primal caretaking activities that make a child feel safe because their feelings of sadness can feel very big and, and overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But things to look for, sorry. Yeah, so if, if, if you're, um, I really don't like putting a timeline on it, but for the sake of giving some sort of idea, if after a year your child is having uh, trouble with, with eating, not sleeping, a lot of conflict with friends, big feelings cannot say goodbye to you um, at, at school um, that might be a good time to, to check in with somebody to see if your child needs some professional help with their yeah. grief mm-hmm. I have another question that mm-hmm. comes to me as you're talking is um, you know with little children if there's any tragedy that happened we may not say everything Mm -hmm. because they're too little Mm -hmm. so I'm thinking they can probably experience grief later on in their life because now they know more because they're older so then counseling can be needed later again or if it wasn't done when they were younger again or then right yeah absolutely because it's it's a it's a process so if you've lost your father as a child that will mean something um differently that will mean to have a different meaning when you are yourself become a parent or you're getting married or um when other people rely uh, traditionally on their on their father figure and there's an emptiness that you feel that um you've lost even though it was maybe a long time ago Absolutely, those are times there where you might want to have counseling even as you're older because of that that loss. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so yeah. much, Sonia. Um, we can find Sonia on our panel of experts at parenttalk.ca. Sonia, where else can we find you? You can also find me at brightstarcounseling.com and has all our information of our clinic. Awesome. I want to also add there's actually a... Um, a charity in the Tri-Cities area is called the Charlene Ridley Foundation and they are an amazing uh, resource for families that need help paying for grief counseling Um, and they uh, provide uh, counseling sessions for families that have experienced uh, a loss in their family. Awesome. We'll add that link into our social media attached to this episode. So if you want to have that link, just go to our Facebook page or our Instagram page and that link will be there. Well, thank you, Sonia. And thank you, Heather, for taking the time to be here and helping us be the best parents we can be. Don't forget, if you want to hear a little bit more about Heather and I, we are releasing some mini episodes called Real Mom Moments, where we talk about what's happening in our daily lives as moms. If you have a question or you would like to join us on our show as a guest or as an expert, please visit the Contact Us section on our website at parenttalk.ca. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can always subscribe directly to this podcast on our website at parenttalk.ca. If you enjoyed today's episode, we are inviting you to share it on your social media. As we all know, parenting can be hard. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. So it's important to remember to laugh, Keep learning, 
Cherish your village and be true to yourself. Parent Talk is a safe space for everyone. Thank you for listening and have a great week. The views and or opinions of the host and their guests are not necessarily those of Parent Talk and should not be considered as fact. The information offered is believed to be accurate but is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice and should not be used for diagnosing or treating any health issue or prescribing medication. If you have any questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your child, please seek assistance from a qualified healthcare practitioner. Thank you.